Hello, everyone, and welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, a podcast where I sit down with some of my friends in the local Columbus, Ohio theater, film an improv scene, and talk a bunch of geeky stuff. Some of it good, ooh, some of it bad, but all of it definitely geeky. If you enjoy our programs, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and to leave a review, or subscribe and leave a review wherever you can get podcasts. Our official sponsor of the show is Audible. With over 200,000 titles to choose from, get one audiobook and two Audible originals each month included with your trial, even once your trial ends and normal membership begins. How rad is that? Best part is you own your library, meaning you keep the books even if you cancel with Audible, plus you get easy exchanges. So, don't love a book? Swap it out for free anytime. Sign up for your free trial over at audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Download the Audible app and start enjoying your new audiobook. Also, support for this podcast has been made possible by our Kickstarter backers, Ashley Carson, Catherine Ranella, Wooz, Yannick, Doug Poeta, Christopher LeBlanc, Andrew, Kenny, Jerome Wetzel, Casey May, Anonymous, Tavia Ordway, Anthony Portillo, Jen and Brian Petrie, Guest 16554255418, Laura Spires, Kimberly Barr, Kyle Jepson. We here at The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky just wanted to offer the following discretion that this episode was pre-recorded in the last few months of 2019. In this episode, I am here with... Jessica. And we're going to sit down and talk... We're already sitting down, actually. We are. Uh, we are. I don't know why I said that. Uh, we are already sitting down because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Disney's Frozen 2 on this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. In a word of warning, there are tons of spoilers on all kinds of crap we talk about, so listener beware. If there's anything you want to tell us about the movie Frozen 2 or Frozen or any other Disney project... Join in on the conversation by interacting with us via social media or email. Twitter and Instagram is username GoodBadGeeky or email me at GoodBadGeeky at gmail.com. We may read your comment on the show. Ooh. 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 All right, we're here to talk about Lion King. No, we're here to talk about Frozen 2, which is a sequel to Frozen. No. From like four years ago? No, six years. Is it four to six? Oh, six, I think. Six. I was in Korea when I, it came out. I I like, but I like your delivery. It's like, it's six, I think. I think. I think. My students would sing all the songs to me all the time, constantly. Well, okay, let's talk about that real quick. Before we get too far into the movie... For, at least in comparison, my take, Frozen 1, super catchy music. It's good. Like, I can listen to it in the car, and maybe I did for a bit until I realized they were starting to play Let It Go all the time on the radio, and then I got a little whatever. But, but like, all of them, even, like, Olaf's song is super catchy, mm-hmm. um, or I can hum it. I, I really can't hum you anything from Frozen 2 except for... Into the unknown. No, I can't. No, I can't even do that one. It's the, it's the. I remember. I like the song in the movie, but when they played in the credits, they play like the country pop star version, the Tracy Musgrave version of it, and Uh, um, it's da 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 da. da. It's the song that the mom sings to the kids. Yeah, uh, all is lost or all is found. 
I, I downloaded it. That's how much I enjoyed it. But like, I tried listening to the rest because I have Apple Music, and I'm just like, I, I don't like when I'm watching the movie. I was like, these are really good. I get what they're going for. Like Jonathan Groff song, uh, the White Lost. Snake song. <laughs> Well, see, okay. <laughs> White Snake, uh, also is, acceptable as REO Speedwagon. <laughs> because that's the scene I was cracking up oh. the whole time, start to finish. It was so funny to me. It, it and was. And it was supposed to be funny. Like, it's Exa- not like... Right, but like if I li- if I listen to the song though, you're completely missing out on the vi- like you're relying on your memory of the visual. Yeah. And like at some point you realize, okay, is he still popping out behind three trees? Like you know, are the reindeers singing in chorus? Are the reindeers him? chorus behind them? Are they? And, He's are singing they into the, a into a pine cone. I uh, know it's just so good. Again, very funny and like it ma- and it made the song very enjoyable. But like I walked out of the movie going, I really can only hum one song and not well, but like I want to listen to it some more. The rest of them are like in context of the movie were phenomenal. Like I. I was completely immersed what was going on. It didn't break out. I will say the Lost in the Woods one threw me off for a second. And when I realized what they were doing, I was like, oh, I'm in for this. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's do this. See, I, was, I felt like the song sounded like REO Speedwagon. But here's the thing. REO Speedwagon, they were the general pop ballad band from the 80s and early, super early 90s. Like what, 91, 90 mm-hmm. to 92? But like White Snake, Extreme, all these heavy metal bands. White Snake had like... They have like three or four. They're ridiculous visuals, I feel. It's like, I'm on this decadent Corvair, Camaro, whatever that's white with a design on it, fucking 80s. And there's this hot chick with a lot of hair just whipping around and crawling on the car. And that is basically the energy of that song. Or in this case, a reindeer. Yeah, where he's, he's riding like, on a reindeer, he's next to a reindeer. He's there, and then like his face shows up next to him, and like oh, it's a complete eighties video. Oh my god, it's so I cracked up, and the theater was silent. So I was like, cool, cool. That makes me sad that no one else, because there was a few laughs in my audience, even though it was mostly made of little kids. Who, by the way, fun fact, has nothing to do with Frozen Two, but trailers they showed the movie Cats, the new trailer for Cats. Oh yeah, they did. Oh yeah, Lord. and all the kids, it was like a weird, like a wave of. Oh, what is that? It's so weird. Like nightmare fuel was being born in that moment. I was just like, yes. My question yes. about the new cats is why is there so much dialogue? There was a lot of dialogue in the Broadway musical, wasn't there? No. It's mostly singing. <sighs> I, I, I got it. And no it's like, what's McCavity even doing here? He shows up for like half a song. Why is he here? He occasionally like creeps in the background, and you're like, "Oh God, McCavity!" But he's like a a character. What is this? I wa- I wonder if they went to Weber and was like, "If you had a full budget to do whatever you wanted, would your cats talk and sing more?" And he, he was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so anyway, that trailer played in front of Frozen too. That's why we're talking about this now. Um, it's the I, only I live to... action trailer. Yeah. Did they play the Scoob trailer for you too? Yeah. It wasn't bad. I don't I will watch it. I will watch it too. By the way, I will. I was also pleased that I found it funny, but a lot of like, the adults and the kids found the last joke in the trailer very funny. Which is, um, do you know where we're at, Scoob? Oh, yeah. It's like it's all like silver and shiny, and has some blue and yellow in there. And it's like IKEA. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't even know what the fuck he says, but it's not important. I think he's like a spaceship. Yeah, it's not even important. But Scooby says IKEA, and he's like IKEA. Did you say IKEA? No. 
got huge laughs. And I was just like, and it is genuinely funny. Yeah. Which is nice. Frozen 2. <laughs> so we covered the Whitesnake Ario Speedlight. We did. Solo. We did. Perfect. I really liked Olaf's uh, Existential. Song where he's like, this is fine. Everything's fine. His just yeah, song when I, when, I, when I get when I get older, it'll all make sense to me, and I'm it'll, just like, this will be normal. It's fine. <laughs> it's technically oh, okay. At first, there was a part of me that felt it was really cheesy, but I also appreciated it too because look, I am not a small child who grew up with this movie. I am an adult, mm-hmm. but I also appreciate that that they made references to this like. Oh, and everyone, all everyone's getting older, and they like was it? That's the, the first big song, the group song. Yeah, but where some things never change. Some things never change, but it's like, and we're all a little older, and like Olaf says that right. He's talking to the kids that you can kind of see running around the camera. Yeah, but he's looking right at us, and I'm just like, oh, they're talking about you, small children in the audience, but I'm I'm in the audience too. I don't know. Yeah. I I was just like, oh, clever you movie, but my first thought was. God, that's fucking cheesy. And then as the movie went on, I was like, it's adorable now. Yeah. I don't know. I was... like, yeah. It It reminded me of his song in the um, woods reminded me kind of like Whistle a Happy Tune from The King and I, where it's like whenever I feel afraid, oh. I whistle a happy tune. And the happiness in the tune convinces me that wow. I am not you afraid. Are, you are like busting out some musical shit here today. Like so it's like... Oh, I do this. Th- I'm gonna. It, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. There's weird red eyes in the in this cave, but I'm just gonna keep going. It's okay. It. W- yeah. Yeah. Well, and I will say too, th- I'm surprised how little I thought there would be some kind of theme. From Would you like to build a snowman? I think there was like one musical there, cue. Yeah. But I. But I was expecting it way more in the movie. I think they only did it once, and they did let it go once. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, I feel like they did that, and they did "Love Is an Open Door" when uh, she's looking at her memories, and yeah. she looks at yeah, because then she knocks the fuck out of Hans because he's a fucking asshole. Hans is the bad guy from the first movie. Everybody, um, she goes to a, her, her. I call it her mind palace. That's not really her mind palace. It's an actual palace. Yeah. Her fortress of solitude. Her fortress of solitude, and she. I actually like this because I do remember, I feel like I did read somewhere that scientists do believe water. Some scientists believe water does have memory. Well, and you are made up of (laughs) probably not specifically for humans or for beings water before you, but you are made up from the stuff that came before you. Right. Which is, isn't that, isn't science more than water, but sure you're like 70 percent water so it's fine well well that's what i'm saying so he's not wrong but i i also i really appreciate that they actually committed to explaining that because mm-hmm. when he's talking about the cycle of life with water he uses fen as, as a diagram of like it starts here it goes through your stomach and it comes out on this end and i was just like uh, uh, you, I mean, you guys are really committing to this, and I just give you props because there was an old lady right next to me and a grandmama, and she was a little, oh, clutching her pearls a little bit at that moment. And I was just like, but it's not wrong. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it's kind of using humor, but like. And Olaf is like every child who's just discovered. I love how he's like, this is so much easier now that I know how to read. Because it's like, he is like every child that just is learning to read. It's like, mom, did you know this? Did you know this? Did that you know this? True. But but he, I, I feel like his brain is in a very weird place because it's that. 
was, he honestly he's like Johnny Five, because Johnny Five in the short circuit movies would go from an instance of why do you do that? Need input. And then he would go, life is, can be sad. Let's think about how happy we are. And you're just like, because happiness is fleeting. And you're just like, let's <laughs> talk about existentialism. And you're like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, let's read Pinocchio. I'm sad. <laughs> Need input. <laughs> you're like, the hell? But, but like, literally, he goes back and forth from that. Like, let me tell you facts about Water has memory, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes right into existential drama. And I'm just like, I don't feel a kid does that. I mean, unless they've had a really bad time. I don't know. Kids will pop stuff out and you're like, okay. I also, I liked Into the Unknown, but I really liked in the credits, the Panic at the Disco version. Yeah. I was like, yeah, get it, Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco did a really good job. Yeah, who else? Let's let's see who else is on that. I'm trying to play without playing. Even Rachel Wood is the man. Yes, and Alfred Molina is. Uh, the, he doesn't sing, but he is their dad. He doesn't sing, slacker. Uh, I know. Well, here's the thing: though. he does actually have a beautiful voice. And the only reason I know this for sure is because I mean, yes, his voice sounds great anyway because he has that. He can do that a really good American accent. He can do a really good British accent. But um, there's an outtake from Spider-Man Two where it, he's on top of the train and he's Dr. Octopus. So they have the actual arms and he was studying to be Tevya on Fiddler on the Roof. It's a big fucking role and it's mm. really musical. And so he was learning, can, you know, if I was a rich man. And so there's a clip of him going, if I were a rich man, yada, 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 da, 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 da. But the puppeteers start doing the arms too <laughs> for the octopus arms. And so it looks really just kind of weird look like dr octopus is doing a musical <laughs> but but he he has a beautiful voice and i didn't know that he could sing mm-hmm. and, I, and that but so i'm like alfred molina why are they not using you bro but um and also for those who are big fans of the uh little mermaid slash uh tangled slash tarzan slash whatever theory you got debunked on this one Oh, that they're connected? Yeah, that they're connected. Because first off, the book that young King dad dude, Alfred Molina, is holding when he's talking about the book in The One Memory, it's a Han Christian Anderson book, but it has the logo of The Little Mermaid. And I was just like, Han Christian Anderson, he, she wrote, he, he wrote The Snow Queen, which is what this yeah. is based after. It has nothing to do with it really anymore. But And I was like, cool. But also that was the big theory is that they sailed away, crash landed somewhere else. They birthed Tarzan. Then they still wrecked again. <laughs> and then Tarzan's like their. Or, or well, their wrecked ship was the one that um, Ariel's exploring. Or something like that. And so that was proven wrong, too. Yeah. Because not only are they reading the book about her, but the ship didn't wreck under the ocean there. But Tangled, they do show up in the first one. Um, oh, yeah, as a, like a hidden Mickey. Because, yeah. like, Baymax yes. shows yes. in this one, too. And Dumbo. It, yeah, Dumbo, Dumbo Baymax, Baymax. And uh, Mickey Mouse, kind of. For like a, well, I mean, yeah, Mouse Ears. Like, mouse. Yeah. And, um, like, it cracked me up, because when she's like, oh, giraffe, all I could think about was the Sultan's, like, animals. Oh, yeah, and, and the he's beast putting, is there. Uh, he's putting, yeah, he's putting on a, um, what is it, uh, a camel on top, but there's a giraffe that's, like, the same shape. What sound does a giraffe even make? Toss? Uh, I I just remember the joke from South Park. 
the lo- a bigger, longer uncut. It's like, yeah, it's like, and that's when you will give the sound, the call of the giraffe. Dude, what the fuck does a giraffe sound like? And it's like, uh, <laughs> like, and they're just, they just look at each other like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then also it's like, do we have the backpacks? Check. Do we have the shovel? Check. Do we have the butt for? What's a butt for? For pooping, silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a juvenile joke. Anyway, Frozen 2. <laughs> and full circle, didn't the writers of the songs write the, write the songs for Book of Mormon? Isn't that what it is? Actually, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Boom. that was my See, intention. Full See, full circle. <laughs> Frozen 2. But yeah, for those who wanted that theory, and all, or if anything, they thought the parents would be alive... Um, the I had a small hope when they came on their shipwreck. I, I was too. like, "Oh, maybe they're no, no." Yeah. Well, and and they weren't necessarily clear because they they didn't find a body or whatever. Yeah. But like the direct, but to me, it felt like it was very definitive. Yeah. And then I think I read an interview with one of the filmmakers or the writers, or I think the songwriters, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, they're dead. We've confirmed that they're dead. We're sorry for people who are fans of that theory, but they are dead." Um, that was what, yeah, because, if, uh, if you paid attention, they're holding on to each other as the water's developing yeah. and to take them, to drown them. Um, sadness, uh, the song kind of go digging too deep. You're going to drown. Cool. That's dark. Yeah. Yeah. So before we recorded, my wife asked you and kind of me, it was just like, I heard it's dark. Is it dark? And, and we were both like, well, it's darker. Um, and then I think I was like, it's morose (laughs) because you have a snowman who questions life, the universe and everything, but also asking kid questions. And then, you know, you have people hating change, which everyone hates change. So that's a very relatable thing. Um, they don't want things to change. Then you have like someone who's an idiot and doesn't know how to talk to women, even though he's dating one, which that's also a very common, common thing. I mean, my God. He he was so bad at trying to propose. It was, I mean... Oh, his reindeer proposal where the, like, village chief woman came into it and was just like... Yeah. I felt bad for him. And she just, like, walked slowly out. She's like, oh, no, she left. Yeah. I'm going to inch away from you now. Well, and and I liked, too, that they kind of had a real relationship concern, like they both sang about, which is... Um, now granted, he gave her the wrong impression that he might want something different than her. Um, but that's also because he's, he's bad at talking to everybody mm-hmm. besides Fen. But he also was just like, well, you know, I don't mind that she's off doing her own thing. Like when lost in the woods, like, yeah. I still feel lost though. If I don't, if, if I know you won't be there, that's how I took it. Yeah. Um, and, but, and he, again, he's okay that she does that. But he just wants to know that she'll be there, I guess, is how it was. Yeah, it's kind of like how she chases after Elsa. Yeah. It's like, I want you to be safe. Which, granted, she has more like, the last time you did this, shit hit the fan pretty bad. And you almost didn't come back. So. Yeah. But uh, for those counting, two people technically died until they didn't in this movie. Um, which was Elsa and Olaf, yeah. which the Olaf one was okay. But then when the flowers showed up, I was like, what was the flowers for? Because yeah, he's and dead. why did he float away? I thought he was going to float away, like go back to her. I thought but then so. it's like he just floated out 
of the cave and went to like a in a pile. And I was like, I don't understand why that happened. I I didn't either, and that was a little weird to me. Like I don't, I'm bummed that he died, and I thought his scene was very touching. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. If they would have cut back to her and she was holding, I found out eventually what she was holding because they didn't really show you right away. She was holding onto her like satchel, yeah. and inside was all Olaf's stuff. That yeah, all his know, pieces, all his pieces. But like, um, I don't know. Or I honestly, I would have been more sad that if she was just sitting there holding that, and she's covered in snow. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, but so because yeah, because it made no sense. And then the flowers show up, and I'm like, is it because he died? And these are uh, what? And like the force is giving him flower. I don't. I don't understand this. Yeah, it was a good. I thought it was a good thing having him die because it shows Anna that Elsa's. Yeah, not doing good, or she's probably or she's dead. dead. I didn't even think about it until he started flurrying. I was like, oh yeah, he's only alive as long as she is. And that oh, I, that will. That's what Frozen Three will be about. Even though they kind of set the end. It's like, so are you doing this anymore? <laughs> No, I think we're done. <laughs> and I was just like, is that you telling us we're good? Because I'm good if you're good. But then there's a part of me that's like, what if the third movie is just like making Olaf alive forever? Oh, terrible. It would be terrible, but that would be the immortality. <laughs> well, but but again, that would be the that would be the the sad part of it is mm-hmm. that that's what comes with immortality. I, that everyone you love dies. That's something that's fucking dark. Um, Frozen, the franchise that keeps getting darker, but ask the serious questions. What happens when you die? What happens if you're alive forever and everyone around you dies? Do you feel sorrow, or at some point you just stop caring? Womp, womp. But but I mean that is a fascinating concept mm-hmm. they could go into. But that was that was Olaf's super- Frozen adventure too. Oh dear the- Jesus! Just do not put it in front of Onward. Please, or any other movie, just the um. <sighs> I enjoyed Olaf doing his summary of events for everyone to watch Did because you... oh yeah, like after Frozen came out, there were there were a bunch of videos on YouTube of people like recording when Hans is like, "Oh Anna, if only someone loved you," and people being like, "What? Yeah, he's the bad guy." And, like, that's just what it reminded me of. Oh, like, all the soldiers videos. from Arendelle are like, oh. <gasps> like, <laughs> when Olaf got to that part, they were all just like, what? Well, I will say, um, especially with the material, I, it was very adult without being too adult. Like, Zootopia tackled racism, but this, I felt like this movie tackled, like, bigger questions, like, you know, what happens when life changes on you? and Or, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Little stuff like that. And what if what you thought about yourself was not necessarily true, like your history, family history, that kind of thing. Yeah, you um, find out your grandpa's a dick. Yeah. Played by Jeremy Sisto, who is good at playing dicks in anything. Because <laughs> he was like an asshole. I think he... Yeah, he was the asshole in Six Feet Under, wasn't he? He was like the asshole that uh, Brittany Murphy liked in um, Clueless, I think. Young Jeremy oh. Sisto. Yeah. Rolling with the homies. Oh, yeah. Um, Cher was trying to get her with him, and then he was yeah. trying to mack on her instead. Can't remember his name. I, I can't remember his character's name, but Jeremy Sisto. He was like six feet under. Played like Brenda's brother. Um, he's done, but he usually is good at playing the asshole character. I think the only time I've not seen him play an asshole was I think it was that TV show Sub- Suburbia or Suburbicon or whatever with the redhead, 
where she was kind of like a troublemaker, but everyone else was like, this is suburbia and everything's great. And he was the dad. And he was just like kind of a nice guy, kind of dad guy. He was just like, please just don't get in trouble. I just blah, blah, blah. You're a smart kid. Don't do stupid stuff. And she would do stupid stuff. Anyway, um, that's the only time I remember him. So when I found out he was that, I was like, oh, did you capture... Uh, did you capture? Did you capture the soul of the voiceover artist who was the one? Um, I'm okay. So I thought they were going to do a love triangle at first, and it freaked me out for five seconds because I was like, "Is that Jason Ritter? It sounds like Jason Ritter. Why is Jason Ritter in this? I love Jason Ritter. Why am I mad? Do not put her Anna with fucking him and have a love triangle with the three of them. I would be so pissed, and they didn't. I was so happy, but like that's how fast my writer brain worked. When I was just like, I heard. A celebrity voice and i was like well that means he's going to do more stuff in this movie what's going on and like and so literally in a span of five seconds i that's my entire frame of of reference which was why is he here is that jason ritter yes it is jason ritter oh my god are they going to do like a love triangle they better fucking know. okay they're not doing it i'm fine <laughs> like it's a weird thing and martha plimpton played the i think the daughter of the chief who got killed um, the girl that walked up on their big, uh, she left. I think that was Martha Plimpton. Cool beans. Wait, what? Yeah. The girl who walked in on, uh, uh, Jonathan Groff's character. I can't think of his name. I have IMDb, so it'll tell me. Christoph? Yeah. Christoph. When Christoph and Ryder, cause that's Jason Ritter's character, they were doing the big, um, this is how we uh, propose. And mm-hmm. the, the, the chief walks up. Yeah. It's that's the daughter of the previous oh, chief. Oh, the previous chief. Um yeah, that is Martha Plumpton. Okay. Who I mean, it, I didn't recognize it was her no, when I saw her I name didn't. in the credits. I was just like Martha Plumpton was in this and then I was like, "Oh, her voice is dark like a little bit more lower now." Yeah. Because, well, back in the 80s, she was like, "I'm young Martha Plumpton. <laughs> I have a higher voice. Also, I'm still smoking a lot." Yep. Yeah. Did you stick around for the credits? I did for more. Yay Olaf. for more Olaf! I was I wanted to say that earlier. I was like, no, no, I'm just gonna we'll, we'll get back to no. They did a great job with that because I was just like, I bet there's nothing at the end of this. I'm gonna be so kind of <laughs> bummed that I waited. So he's like, and then a whole bunch of not important stuff happened that I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you were dead, son. Yeah. Which I thought was. Uh, did, how did you feel about the? Okay, we're kind of going all over the place, and that's my fault. Uh, the plot of the movie, real quick, is Elsa is getting called somewhere. Yeah. Um, she hears a siren voice. She, she hears a siren, siren call. She goes to figure out what it is. In the process, Arendelle almost gets like wiped off the map because of some ancient, not ancient, like a magical curse. that From some 34-year-old curse. Some 34, ancient, that's ancient to Nick. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, okay, so when they were talking about that's what it seemed like, and then like five minutes later, it's like, oh, it's not ancient, it's like 34 years old. And so my yeah. brain is still thinking ancient, it's not. And also, it's a fairy tale, goddammit, they're all ancient <laughs> curses. Um, they got I, photographs, it's and like... also, can I point out that the life expectancy the for those people are point. not that long? So you know what? That is ancient for them. <laughs> they have photographs. That was weird. It's the late 1800s. It, it, is that officially what it is, the late 1800s? Because I feel like there have been more. There should be guns or something. Maybe they're not into guns. 
I wore it's Disney and they're not allowing them to put guns in. But I I kind of feel like someone on there outside of a can. I feel like uh, uh, Tangled had cannons in there. So we didn't really see them a lot. But I, I who are they fighting? They ain't fighting anybody. Well, but you need you need a you need an army or a navy of some kind. They didn't call it that. I don't think back then. Um, get in the fjord. Get in the fjord. Got to maneuver around all their water. <laughs> they have an ice queen. They she do. just like rain ice daggers on them. By the way, when she so at one point Elsa hears the siren call and she does some weird fucking thing where she just makes a bunch of little diamonds show up, like I, ice diamonds. Like I'm runes. assuming they were runes. runes, ice runes. Um, and I was just like, these things are falling. Someone's got to be getting hit by these and dying. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I, mean, I don't know because yeah. you can die from falling icicles. Yes, you can. Like in that movie, The the Lovely Bones. That oh, guy. God, that's been a hot minute since I watched that. Yeah, the, That's a good movie, but I never want to watch that again because Sanchi is creepy. The runes, and everyone can read the runes. Oh, yeah, but then, like, like, okay. but then they find the scroll later where they're just like, we, we can't read this. This isn't an ancient writing. We don't understand. But it's like, Maybe it's very clearly the runes. They can only read the four runes. Yeah. And when they were like, oh, the four elements... And there's a fifth element. I was like, is the fifth element heart? Because uh, the other ones are earth, dun, 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 fire. Well, technically. Wind, water. Well, well, I do think it's interesting that heart. Elsa is the is the the fifth element. But it's love. But but it's the love between her and Anna that I think actually cements that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. her powers just help her control all the other shit. Um, but without the power, I think she still would have been because well, yeah, and that's kind of what she says. She's like, our mother had two daughter, two daughters were two sides of a, yeah, of a bridge. bridge. And I'm just like, Ooh, that's clever. I didn't expect that. The one thing I didn't see the point of was her staying up North. I was like, there's not really anything for you here except that glacier. Like these people are here, but you don't fucking know them. Yeah. That, that's a little weird. Um, I didn't love it. Well, I was just like, look, you're the queen of the special magic people, and you're the queen Party of the of normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know Elsa never really wanted to be queen. She's like, I'm going to Jon Snow this. But, but she's totally the leader up there. Like, I, I kind of feel like she is. Yeah. But no one's going to fuck with her because she she is an element of yeah. their sacred religion of magic. Yeah, so she's basically moved to God status. <laughs> right. And so it's like, do I want to hang out with, like, my sister and her new husband in the castle where I have horrible memories of growing up, or do I want to live in the forest with a bunch of people who worship me as a God? Let's take a, no, let's seriously take a second and think about this, everybody. I'm going to go with God. I'm going to go with God because also I have a cute little pet lizard that will follow me around now. They've got like Gale, the wind spirit, the wind spirit. Oh yeah. The fuck. That is such a weird, like I was, ex- Okay. I was expecting that to be her parents or some crazy... Again, this is before shit starts happening and I realize what's going on. But I was just like, well, because, you know, the story wasn't availing itself to me yet. I literally thought, I was like, is this like, is the fire her father and the wind is their mother? like, we're not that cheesy. It's Disney. You can never be too sure. True. (laughs) I mean, but, but they were cheesy enough to put another side animal character in the movie, which is the cute little fucking lizard. Cute little lizard that looks like but a I, chameleon from 
Tangled. Tangled. But I will say this though, he Pascal, that's his name. He was nice, but like Pascal to me felt like a like kind of like Sven, a best friend who yeah. can't actually talk to you, but you know what I mean? This lizard was a little fucking lizard. He just did lizard shit. <laughs> and heard the call. And he heard the call. But I thought that was interesting that they didn't make it like they leaned into the Disney sidekick animal character, but they, they kind of stopped and was like, oh no, he's a real animal. He's not going to do that Pascal shit where Pascal's like giving dirty looks to Flynn and, you know, sharing glances with Elsa and being like, I'm watching you kind of mm. shit. Like the lizard's just looking at Elsa and going, <sniffs> licking its eye. Licking his eyeball. Yeah. I, I, I did like though, she's like, She's talking like a, a stupid human does when they have an animal. It's yeah. just like, I can't do that or whatever. I just remember she said something really like pet owner. What should we do? What should we do? Yeah. So talk to my cat that way. I talked to uh, my roommate's dog that way. Um, I was like, who's a good doggy? Who's a good doggy? And then when I realize what I sound like, I try to stop and then I do it again anyway. I, just, I sing to Mischief and I put her name in songs. <laughs> she does not appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, so what else about Frozen 2, uh, Kristoff? Uh, yeah, the relationship with Ryder, I thought, was interesting. I didn't, I'm didn't. i glad they didn't go where I thought that we were going to go with that. I'm glad they didn't go where they went kind of with the fire spirit. Um, Gail, I'm, I'm kind of happy that she was just like a weird wind spirit. That, yeah, just chilling. Well, I don't yeah. know what the horse's name is. Yeah, I don't I'm gonna know. I'm going to go what, with Aqua. Aqua. Or some sort of water related word yeah like but, but you think, think, think of a horse to... name too you know i'm just trying to say like typhoon typhoon yeah that's a good one but she uh, didn't have an earth spirit i guess the rock the rock monsters are i feel the rock monsters are the the earth spirits possibly i mean that's like her pet oh that it's like her pet I she had the saying. other three I didn't see them as I wasn't. I guess I yeah. I was poor wording on my part. I wasn't saying like all of them needed pets or the spirits and had pets. I just thought it was interesting. Like we've seen a fire one, we've seen water, and I liked it too. They finally addressed that. Hey, I'm going to freeze the water being and make it one I can ride ride on because before it's just like how the fuck are you riding on that? <laughs> you should be falling through the horse. Um, and it makes sense when it's storming out because there's a lot of water fl- splashing up. So it looks like she could be like, you know, riding the wave, but I don't know. Um, also, she's not on top of the water. So maybe that's why. I don't know. They included indigenous people. They did. It wasn't super and in offensive. The credits, it said they got like permission or oh, yeah. collaborated with the, I don't know how to pronounce it, Sami. People? I am the worst person to ask that I to. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm so sorry. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, random aside. I'm I finished an episode of uh, Parks and Recreation where uh, the Indian chief of the of the tribe there who owns the casino. Oh, he's um, the best. He he's is. Just, he is like, awesome. fake curses people, and he's like, oh, white people. Right, and I like it too. <laughs> the second or third appearance, he shows up where it's they're doing stuff with the park, and so she freaks out and she throws like arrowheads and because if they find uh indian based items in the dirt while digging they can't they have to stop digging immediately and so she confesses to him she's like look i was just really desperate blah 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 and uh he totally fucks with the guy that screwed leslie over <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. yeah at the end he's just like uh here 
where uh, unless he's like a chief uh, we should wear these cereal bands and dance around the room and he's just like yes leslie we should and so the, <laughs> the guy who's an asshole he gives it to him and he puts it on he's like and he just looks at him he's like that is super offensive <laughs> i was just like bravo but yeah that was the big thing he's like white people white people love a good curse <laughs> <laughs> But but uh, uh, on a serious note, though, like that is true. Like they uh, actually, I think this and Moana, they took extra care on trying to to That's work with. Good. Yeah, because I feel like I think I read an article that was like they didn't in the first one, and the opening song is based on a traditional song. And that's the it's the same song that the when they realized their mom was one of the North Northlanders Northlanders I don't Northlanders North yeah Northlanders I don't forget what they were called um, people I, of the North they sang the song again for them yeah well so this is weird when I was listening to every version of that all is found song. It does sound like the song at the opening of the first Frozen, very faintly, like in terms of of the beat. I guess um, I was just. Well, I mean, they a hundred percent resing the opening song. The hey ya ya hey ya ya. They sang that in this one. They they did yeah, but I'm but like when they get into the main crux of the song, mm-hmm. like they because they. Yeah, that's the part I was talking about where it's oh, like okay. the be- they keep the beat going. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of faintly in the background because it kind of changes into All Is Found. But I was just like, well, that's nice because we have this weird fucked up non sequitur. I think it's non sequitur. It's not actually. Um, you know what I mean? Like, because if you watch the first movie, it's very like it. None of this stuff ever really comes up again except for the part where the, the frozen in the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, I really want to know. The relationship between their parents. Is it just like she's not snuck back, but kind of snuck out oh, yeah. with them? Because she like covers herself with the blanket in the wagon. And is it just she was brought back to Arendelle and yeah. he took care of her because she saved That's him? That's a weird one, right? Because or, in some of the flashbacks, uh, she is just like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, and she's, but she's still wearing her like traditional clothing. Yeah, I feel like that so would be suspect. Like, I need, I need explanations about this relationship. I'm super interested. Uh, can I also point out too? I feel like sometimes in in not just Disney movies, any movie, the guy who was left behind and is forced to adapt quickly to the new regime. And I don't use regime. I'm using it at kind of in poor taste, but because Anna isn't. And also aren't a, a, a regime first off, and also they're 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 very good people, yeah. but they don't know that. Like the the former guard um, mm-hmm. that Sterling Brown plays. Uh, hold on, I'll have his name here in a second. Uh, Matthias, yeah, Matthias, 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 Matthias. Well, that sounds better. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll call him Matt. <laughs> um, what well, is spelled M A T T I A S? So. Matt, we're close. Me and Matt are close. So something like um, that. Well, Matt, as I'm calling him, because I can't, we can't get the real name. General Matt. <laughs> General Matt, <laughs> or but whatever he is. I, I feel like in other movies, or I've seen it before, where um, they go, "We need to blow up the dam." Why? Well, they're not really evil, and they're not really this, and we just got to do it. Usually, they're just like, "No, we must fight for the old ways." And I'm just like, "Thank fucking god, that's not what happened." Because I was like, "Is he really the bad guy here?" 
Like, no, because he goodness. fought for his dad. You know what I mean? Because because well, they well, kind of lightly like... talk about, you know, the MAGA shit that's going on right now, which is... Yeah. Because that's kind of what it felt like, is what that was. Mm-hmm. Was it's like, oh, we're better than them because we're Arendelle, white people, and they're not. And so we're, we have this damn to fuck them up and fuck their magic up, and then we're going to kill them all. And I'm just like... Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus, that's horrible. But I like that... That even though they were still stuck there at odds, they probably saw some of their teammates die and vice both sides. They were able to go, we can do the right thing here and let you destroy the dam. Well, and I also feel like it's clear that over the 34 years they've all been stuck in this magic fog. Yeah. That they've come, at least come to an understanding of, of yeah, you don't we're not going to fight if we don't have to. Yeah, it's the classic sitcom arrangement. It's like, you don't cross the line, and I don't cross the line, yeah, okay? Like you they, get half the couch, I get half the they couch. They know enough about each other. I feel like they've probably, like, one-on-one run into each other in the woods before, and they're just like... Like, one of them gets up in the middle of the night, has to go take up? a kiss, and it's just like, <laughs> dude, you're kind of peeing on my side of the line. I'm yeah. really sorry about that, but there's some other shit over here, and... like, Oh, man, I didn't awkward. see it in the dark. <laughs> I didn't see it in the dark. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I feel like they've had enough interaction, but this was a huge thing that happened. Is like, oh shit, the is. magic's moving. Who fucked up? Right. Well, and so that's that's what I'm saying. I really like that a lot. That that's not the direction. That that's the direction they want, and not the other way. Because I feel like everyone's first instinct is is that we need a a, a face on the big bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. The big bad had already happened. It was the grandfather, and he yeah. was evil, and he's dead anyway. How did he die again? Did he? They said he died. Didn't he, did he fall? He fell over a cliff or something, didn't he? Classic <laughs> Disney. Classic Disney. Throwing the daddy <laughs> line. That's how much I didn't line. care about him. Well, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, he's he's dead, I guess. Well, I guess that was something that was irking me until they said that. I was like, well, what the fuck happened? Did he just die of old age? Because fuck that Or did guy. the spirits kill him because he killed that, the chief? Jesus. Yeah, and uh, it was and very And it's like, clear. oh, you found these two dudes dead. No wonder they, the rest of them were like, ah, yeah, I man. So yeah, this is darker <laughs> than the, <laughs> to amend our previous yeah statement. Yeah, but but it but that was I guess that's the thing is that I appreciate as an adult a lot more that they were like even if they failed doing it, I would have given them mad props for trying what they were trying. And but the, and luckily for them, my opinion, um, or not luck, they worked really hard at it. It it does hold up really well. And it was very enjoyable. Yeah. Well, and like Disney does have this recurring theme. Like they said in here today, they're like, oh, today. I watched it today. <laughs> Elsa's like, foreigners aren't the problem. Fear is the problem. Or fear's mm. the enemy. And like Beauty and the Beast, the mob song, my favorite line, we don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. Yeah. And like- this monster is mysterious at least. Or savages from Pocahontas, where they're like, they're not like you and me, which means they must be evil. It's <sighs> it's interesting that Disney is good at dumbing down those concepts, a very serious, lofty uh, concepts, you know, and breaking them down like that, which like I like. And technically, it's a musical that just has animation to it, but like... Well, and I feel like Still. musicals are really good at doing this, like they are. putting that stuff in mm-hmm. and it's, oh, look, it's in this catchy song. So people don't notice it as much. Like, I don't like West Side Story, but the song America is great social commentary and it sucks that 
that movie's 60 years old and that song is still relevant. Spielberg is remaking it. Yeah, it looks like a beige piece of shit based on the pictures I've seen. <laughs> it's so beige. For Mr. Spielberg's genius. Why is it beige? Because that Spielberg movie, is weird. The movie's so colorful and they're all such colorful characters. Why do you got to make them all sepia toned do you know what my favorite uh, song from west side story is what it's the parody that was inspired by west side story in good feathers i want to perch on scorsese's head 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 and you know for a fact that a spielberg probably is like hey marty do you mind if we throw your name out a couple times in this and then they also Got the rights for the song, I think, in itself is... I don't know. Do you need the rights if it's parody? Well, so that's the thing. Uh, I guess if you're making money off it. So that's why if you watch The Simpsons, or the soundtrack for The Simpsons, I think the album in the key of Springfield, I think it's the second or third album, that's the last album where you can hear the actual parodies happening after that. And it's because the legal department started getting more freaked out that you need permission. So like, for example, see my vest is way too close. And apparently Disney threatened legal action. They didn't go through with it, but, but you could, that's what I'm saying. You can kind of hear them going, we're balls to the walls. We're the Simpsons. But I also thought it was like, like weird Al. It's like, he doesn't actually have to get permission. He just does it as a courtesy. Well, he gets permission. Here's the thing. Or is it from the artist? It's from, he gets the permission from the artist because he feels that's the right gentlemanly thing to do. That's an honor Ray thing. Such a good dude. He is, because uh, uh, I think he said like he got he paid for the the cover rights, and then okay, and, uh, you know I mean? he paid for the rights, and they're like you're paying us, we don't care for what you do. And he's like, yeah, but I still want to talk to my Donna about like a surgeon. Yeah. I, I don't want to. I want her blessing before I do it. And then of course you have situations where I'm sorry, I just don't ever see Weird Al ever lying about anything. Um, where he asked Coolio, and Coolio said yes, and then Coolio's like, I never said that. I think you talked to someone who you thought was me. I was like, no, I talked to you! <laughs> like, Because <laughs> supposedly he hates gangster, uh, uh, Amish, Amish Paradise, Paradise which yeah. is so good. It's so good. And so I can understand Coolio's side, too, is like, if you say you're, you do this, and I'm the one guy that you didn't get permission from, really... Like, and Gangster's Paradise is kind of a serious, it's like probably my Magnus Opus. And does he have another song? He has a few. Uh, he has a uh, one, two, three, four. Get your woman on the floor. Gotta, gotta get up and get down. <laughs> gotta, gotta get one. up and get down. What you hear is not it is. Also, and I didn't know this one, years before that, he had come on and ride on a fantastic slide, mm. slide, slippity slide when you're living in the. At, if you're living in the city, it's do or die. Yeah, something like that. I do know that one. Yeah, I remember the video, but I didn't know who he was. Because Fantastic Voyage in itself is also a real song, but his version of Fantastic Voyage. Uh, anyway. anyway. <laughs> How we got the fucking Coolio. Moving away from oh, Coolio. Par- parodies. parodies. Actually, I will say I am intrigued to see what The Simpsons will do now that they're owned by Disney because now they can just do whatever they want. Oh, my God. Which, I'm not going to lie, I'm happy with that. Um, because some of their parodies were re- like, see my vest is like, to me, one of the best Simpsons parodies ever. But I after that, that, I've not really heard too many. Like, I, I think the closest one they got to it and it's not really a, it's a parody, but it's not is a uh, monorail, which is like, they're mm. like, it's more of an original song, but they're very clearly doing 
uh, T stands for trouble from the music man. Cause that's oh, yeah. Conan O'Brien's favorite musical outside that of cats. Stands for pool. Yeah. He's like, what about, what about our, what about us brain dead slobs? You'll be giving cushy jobs. <laughs> Where are you set here by the devil? No good, sir. I'm on the level. Sorry. The garbage man can. Instead of candy man. Oh, yeah. But see, I feel like that's in that. That was like what? I feel like that was in that time frame between like seasons one and like seven where they could get away with that. And then Fox was like, nope. We're not going to do that anymore. Too popular. Too popular. Um, uh, uh, Yeah. Random aside. I have to say this. What? I know already. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, the Michael Jackson episode being cut is kind of a oh, bummer yeah. because like the biggest, I think like the one thing that most people know about the Simpsons, even if they don't know anything about the Simpsons is I think my wife knows the song, which is happy birthday, Lisa, mm-hmm. Lisa, it's your birth. That's all they know. But I'm like, that's a great episode. And like, I understand, I understand you not doing, but technically he doesn't voice the character that often in the show. Like supposedly it's more his double than him. Mm. Supposedly that that's a, it's a big controversy. No one really knows how much Michael Jackson dialogue got into the show versus how much his double did. I think his double for sure did the singing, but there were one or two lines where they couldn't get him. So they got the voice guy to do it. And it's like, but it's like a few pages of dialogue. So, you know, so I guess your final thoughts real quick. What would you say? Like, yay, I, nay? I enjoyed it. I did too. I would recommend it. I liked it I would it too. And lot. you saw it in Dolby, and I thought the Dolby mix was really good. It was. And man, when that when that dam came down, it was like, I was like, right. oh, rattling my brains well, out. I, I kind of feel like I've seen a few. I saw live action Disney, or Aladdin, live action Dumbo at Dolby, and the, the mixes weren't anything super special like they're better than normal theaters but they still weren't like worth it like i have a list so for me it was yeah me too so excuse me that's like almost the whole price of a list that one ticket right but i can see three dolby movies you know what i mean like or two i can imax in a dolby you know what i mean so you're getting your money's worth yeah but i just remember i saw a lot and i was just like uh it was okay in dolby uh your thoughts on the movie aside but like the mix yeah it's kind of like when I lived in Korea, they had the 4K, or not the 4K, the 4D. Yeah. Where it's not like every miss. movie is a winner in 4D. You can't watch like a serious drama in 4D and expect it to be worth oh. your money. I mean, you have to watch a Marvel movie oh, where your yeah. seats are like going crazy and they're beating you up and things are flying in your face and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm there. Like, like that to me makes total sense. Like seeing, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like uh, this last year, the only movies I've had fantastic Dolby mixes have been horror movies. For uh, yeah, Doctor Sleep was amazing. Was it? Uh, it, it? The sound mix alone was amazing. And I and uh, I don't know when this episode or that episode will go out, but Doctor Sleep I thought was a good movie. I um, need to watch it. If you get a chance, listen to me, Matt, and Kyle's podcast on it. If it hasn't come out yet, well, time travel. It's coming out soon in the future. <laughs> uh, but no, it, but if anything, I and we talk about it a little bit with the sound mix. Dolby Atmos was good, and I think the last time I felt like really like Jesus was it chapter two. Yeah, it it, it was, was good. like good. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. So like they have their own theme because you know the big thing in all movies right now. It's not just this movie; it's all movies. It's like playing DJ Shadows. You know, gotta get trunk whatever. Dun dun. Tr- tr- 
dun, dun, AKA they play it in every Seth Rogen movie, which fine, whatever. Or it's a dirty adult comedy. They play that song. Um, the other big thing is that they do, uh, oh, my brain just died on me mid thought. I am so sorry. Oh, uh, the inception song, uh, ironically, the inception sound where it's like, right. Well, they, they do that a little bit in the shining, but it's, it's it, or in the Dr. Sleep movie at the, in the opening credits, but halfway through they start doing and you i mean it's shaking your chair it's it's really mm-hmm. kind of creepy and then they start playing womp 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 they start playing the shining theme and it slowly Ooh. mixes in there and it's fucking creepy as shit i like it and i don't remember feeling creeped out by the song like i'm getting kind of oof talking about it like it was just a good mix um so anyway, uh if you get a chance to see it in Dolby, I would definitely get a chance to see it in Dolby. It's a, it's a it's a decent mix, yeah. I would really like to watch this sounds weird. Just like an hour of trailers in the Dolby Atmos theater so I can decide what I want to see in it. Because Oh yeah. Oh, or they the trailer music is like the new Terminator movie probably going to suck, but I love the theme that they have for it. Oh like, yeah. I'm going hunting. I'm like, oh, that oh, song's creepy yeah. shit. It would be real cool in Dolby. Well, what was it? They they showed it in the trailer that Godzilla was supposed to be in Dolby, and they didn't fucking have it anywhere in Dolby here in Columbus. I was yeah. so pissed because I was like, that'd be a great one. It would because even Sarah was just like, okay, I really wanted to see that in Dolby. I was like, I know. It was yeah. Um, anyway. Like Lord of the Rings, I would like to watch that in Dolby. I would like to see, yes, I would like to see that. Not The Hobbit, <laughs> The Lord no, of the Rings. specifically The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I would pay extra to watch all three of them extended I, in I, the Dolby I, Theater. I think I think we're seeing Star Wars in Dolby. I'm really looking forward to that um, oh, yeah. when it comes out. So oh, yeah. I hope, I hope it does. I feel like sometimes when we go opening night for Dolby films, the projector breaks or something. I, Lennox hasn't had that problem in a while, but yeah. Anyway, Frozen <laughs> 2, really good. You yeah, should go check it out if possible. Dolby is a good mix to watch it in, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I didn't see it in 3D, so I can't vouch for it. I'm I sure didn't it'd be, either. I sure it'd be fine, but I'm getting away from 3D unless I absolutely have to. I um, I can't stand. It's it's okay. Like you know, it's just, the screen is always dark if it's a 3D yeah. cut of it. Like the screen is just always darker, and it. My well, night vision see- isn't great. I need to get glasses, honestly, for like the dark. Oh wow, we're gonna have a talk after but- this. But <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's like if I'm glasses. watching, if I'm watching a horror movie and the screen is dark, if there's some detail I'm supposed to notice on the screen, I will not. Oh. I have to lean over to whoever I'm watching it with and be like, "What am I not seeing?" Oh my, yeah. So my wife, it wasn't. It's not so. So uh, Jessica can see our TV. It's a decent sized TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were watching The Mandalorian on that. Have you been oh, watching is that? It good. It's really good. But there is a small detail that happens on it, and it kind of happens off to the side of the screen. This last episode, I'm not going to say what it is, is but it Baby Yoda. It is. I love him. Um, so he's <laughs> turning on the ship to t- drive away. And Baby Yoda crawls out of his little crib thing oh, God, and adorable. goes up to the top. And he oh. looks at a lever that has like a little ball on it, oh, unscrews the ball because he wants to play with it because oh. he's a kid. And Mando, as they call him, just goes, it's not a play thing and puts it back. <gasps> but like Sarah was you? my wife. She, we were trying to eat dinner and watch it at the same time. 
And I, I just knew like, it's kind of a plot point for later, that little ball. Um, and she's not, and it's something that's kind of dark on the screen. It's kind of in the bottom, you know what I mean? And she yeah. wasn't looking at the screen. I was like, we just need to finish dinner and watch this later because that's something you need to kind of pay attention to. See, okay. Yeah. Like, it's not super dark. Like I think you'd probably be fine, but yeah, I'll probably be. It's when it's like, Oh, we're in a dark, dark room. Well, don't and... be super great for you though, because as they say, it's like the projector is still on. <laughs> Which I finally, I finally got that what that meant because that means it's so black you can't tell if it's part of the movie or if the projector is still on and it's still on. Ooh, Ooh. sorry. Yeah, let's see. Yoda is my favorite character in Star Wars. It's so not when officially I see Baby Yoda. People, I want to be. That's fine. Okay, I just want to. He just looks like Yoda. I don't care. He's part of his species. Yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> He's adorable. So when I saw his picture, I was like, ah. I'm like a Yoda doll. They're not going to probably have one. I think they're going to have some shirts, but like, because like they apparently did not give any of the Disney marketing people anything about Baby Yoda, like for like the toys. And it's because they didn't want, because every time they give them a toy, it gets leaked out early Mm -hmm. and they wanted nobody to know anything about the movie. Like nobody knew the movie was about him uh, going after a baby as his bounty until the. Oh, wow. Spoilers, Nick. Sorry. I just knew there was a Baby Yoda. Well, the baby's still there now in episode I know everything. three. You don't know anything. Now I know the whole plot. You know nothing, Jon <laughs> Snow. Um, that was bad. I'm so that sorry. Was that was that was bad. That was totally bad. That's basically what Elsa did, though. She's like, I'm going to Jon Snow this by going north. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did, but she didn't look sad about it at the end. No, 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 also, though, she did cross over to play family charades. Hey. Hey. She's still friends. Also, I read on Wiki, uh, not Wikipedia. I read on Internet Movie Database uh, some fun factoids, and then we'll close out okay. the evening. First off, the movie ends on the same line as the first one, which is "Are you ready?" or like a line like that. Ooh. Yeah, exactly like its predecessor, Frozen, from 2013. The final line of the film is Elsa asking, "Are you ready?" And then um, throughout the films, Kristoff struggles to propose to Anna. This is similar to the rescuers down under in which Bernard has the same problem with proposing <gasps> to Miss Bianca. When um, Elsa freezes solid, it is almost in the exact same pose that Anna frozen in the original movie. Which, that's what I have. Yeah. yeah, which I didn't think of that. And if you think about it, Kristoff unintentionally accomplishes what Prince Hans set out to do in the original movie, which is by marrying Anna, who will then become Queen of Arendelle after Elsa will, would abdicate the throne. Mm. So, okay, I was not. You know, Kristoff isn't going to do any ruling. He's going to be like, oh my God, ice, no. bitch. Ice. <laughs> which, by the way, mad props for them, by the way, of. Uh, putting him and Olaf and Sven in like really nice clothes, but acknowledging yeah. the fact that they're all miserable. And I thought it was pretty cool van. I'd be like, you don't have to wear this just for like the next hour or something. And you can put your normal, or actually I like you better in leather anyway. And I was just like, yeah. that's a good missus right there. That's my, that's my take. She's accepting for who he is. And she, she also, he accepts her for who she is. I know. It's, 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 oh my it's, God. It's um, almost um, like mutual uh, respect that? is, <laughs> A good thing for a relationship. What? What? <laughs> so those are my fun facts. <laughs> That's all yeah, I, I did like Olaf in his pants. He's like, how can you win? <laughs> I had it yeah. on for 30 seconds. It was stifling. Uh, and first off, you, my first off, it was like, stifling. Good word, son. Disney's all about 
peppering in those $3 words. They are. Um, I feel like they did it more back in the 90s when in the music, because I remember like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Maitre D, I didn't know what that was. Uh, 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 non Plume, I didn't know what a Non Plume was. A lot of shit from Aladdin. Dude, Charlotte's Web, not Disney. But oh, the, the animated original. Charlotte's Jesus, Web, it's... when he's singing his I Can Talk song, that is like not a $3 word. That is just peppered with $5 words. They're like, oh my God. boom, 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 boom. And they rhyme and you're like, Jesus. Which, by the way, that Impressive. movie holds up really well. The original Paramount. Yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, was it Paul Lynn as Templeton? Well, hello there. He's like, King Templeton. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he sings a song. He's like, let's go to the fair, the trash place, a trash fair. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. That's what it was. After the crowds have ceased. I keep forgetting that you officially have nothing to promote. So I was like, well, everybody, remember to check out Jessica. I have nothing oh, right. right now. You have this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, this and some episodes episode of Amanda's currently. Amanda's Picture Show, A Go-Go, where mm-hmm. you've done many episodes. Amanda, agogo.com. Hello to our friend Amanda. And uh, you are also one of my pals at Mad Lab. Oh, so Mad go to madlab.net to check out whatever shows we have going on right now, because I don't know when this is coming out. Yeah, and who knows? There's always something. There's always I might thumb. be in something by the time You might be in something. Out. You might be directing something, I maybe. Might. I Nick don't know. might be directing something. I might something. be directing something. That These are all very accurate Yeah, statements. these are all real possibilities so jessica thank you so much and uh thanks for listening thanks for having me the good the bad and the geeky is presented by d4k studios nick argenbright and william dell are executive producers co-producers are ashley carlson and Catherine ranella editing and mixing are provided by orality find out how orality can help you by going to facebook.com forward slash orality sounds the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky is also made possible by our Kickstarter backers. To see our backers, check out our show notes over at gbgpodcast.com. The theme and end credit tracks for The Good, the Bad, and the Geeky is by chiptune artist Hide Your Tigers. You can check out their music by going to hideyourtigers.bandcamp.com. We also featured the track from Futurama, The Devil's Hands Are Idle Playthings, an arrangement by our own Nathan Haley. If you enjoy our program, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and to leave a review or subscribe to wherever podcasts are streamed. Thanks for listening.